This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I figured I'd better check in on uh, Twitter during the break there just to see if I got any. I had to turn off the notifications because the, the problem is, is, you know, every Tuesday we get John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter with us. And, you know, he, he's got over 90,000 followers. So he sends something out and all my notifications for like the next uh, 24 hours are all these uh, <laughs> smiley face emoji things or whatever. Anyway, no, it's great. But uh, so so I thought so I turned off the notifications, but I'll go in just so I can scan because I want to see if if any of you guys out there, any of our listeners are, you know, sending a message or responding. And uh, anyway, so I went in and I uh, I saw this this thing that I shared from the Babylon Bee and it's just hysterical. Uh, So uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. So yesterday uh, again, let's start the. Let's start the 7 o'clock hour with some good news. So two top Hamas terrorist leaders, uh, apparently they were in Lebanon. You know, Lebanon used to be a peaceful uh, Christian country, but, you know, God, immigration, uh, it's, it, can, it can sure change things, can't it? It can take a peaceful Christian country and turn it into a terrorist uh, haven. Just like that, that whole immigration thing. It's, as, it's almost as if borders matter. Uh, it's almost as if demographics matter. But anyway, I digress. These, so these two Hamas terrorist leaders, uh, apparently they got whacked in Lebanon yesterday. Somebody took them out. And so, uh, so the Babylon Bee has this, uh, you know, it has their satirical website headline. Tragic. Hamas loses two leaders in one day. But then the photographs are, of course, you know, one of the Hamas terrorist leaders. And then the other photograph is <laughs> uh, Harvard President Claudine Gay, uh, who is uh, now stepping down as the president of Harvard. Uh, so anyway, Hamas loses two leaders in one day. And it's a photograph of um, Harvard's president, Claudine Gay. That is just absolutely hysterical. Yeah, if you haven't heard... Uh, Claudine Gay, don't say gay. Uh, Claudine Gay uh, is now officially, uh, or is apparently uh, uh, resigning as the president of Harvard. Claudine Gay may not be Harvard's president anymore, but she's not actually going anywhere. Now, the disgraced scholar will stay on the university's payroll as a faculty member, a role that is expected to land her more than $800,000 per year. Gay announcing the transition just yesterday, saying, quote, we need to heal from this period of tension and division and to emerge stronger. It hoped with all my heart to lead us on that journey in partnership with all of you. As I now return to the faculty, I pledge to continue working alongside you to build the community we all deserve. Okay, so she wasn't just forced to resign because of her awful congressional testimony uh, regarding uh, Harvard students calling for the genocide of Jews. That, that was awful. That was bad. But that wasn't the only reason why she was finally forced to step down. Uh, she she also has a series of problems with plagiarism. So uh, apparently she was plagiarizing the work of of, uh, of another black woman in particular. But but because of her plagiarism and because of her uh, failure to stand up to anti-Semitism, she is forced to step down. And now they're saying that that's racist. 
I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. The legislative lift for 2024 in Congress is prodigious. A rush to secure a border deal in order to unlock aid for Ukraine and Israel, all in the shadow of not one but two potential government shutdowns. Bipartisan border talks resumed after Christmas, but it's doubtful the sides can forge an agreement right away. In fact, it may take until lawmakers return to Washington next week for in-person conversations. But a collision with the January 19th government funding deadline could pulverize border talks. House Speaker Mike Johnson opposes a Band-Aid spending plan called a CR, but that could be the only option to avoid a shutdown. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says a temporary bill is, quote, devastating for the military. That's because interim bills squeeze the Pentagon the most. And then there's impeachment. Republicans believe the holiday recess could persuade skeptical GOP members to impeach the president after talking with people back home. Expect a parade of witnesses to appear before the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees for depositions. The House is also considering holding Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. He ducked a subpoena for a deposition in December. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With lots of sunshine across the area for today, high temperatures will range from the mid to upper 30s. For tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies, lows around 20 or the upper teens in spots. And then the outlook into Thursday does call for breaks of sun and some developing clouds. High temperatures from the mid-30s in Bozeman to the mid-40s in the Billings area. Cloudy Thursday night. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, I'm trying to think. Don't say gay. Uh, Was that Tim and Savage who sent us that message on our Montana Talks app? This was back before Christmas as as we were getting ready for the holidays. But... uh, yeah, there, what was the reference there, uh, Tim? Was it was it these uh, like pro Hamas protesters in Missoula? They went on some rant. Oh, oh, I know what it was. I know what the reference was. It was the uh, it was the liberal Missoula City Council members who refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, and and they gave this woke word salad about why they weren't going to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I, I did a story about this on our Montana Talks website. I'll have to see if I can pull that up again. But, uh, but yeah, that's what it was. That was the reference. And, and one of the reasons this liberal Missoula City Council member gave for refusing to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance is, uh, you know, a whole woke word salad of why America bad, America awful, uh, but Hamas good. Uh, one of the one of the examples she gave was that uh, was that, uh, you know, there's laws that ban uh, the use of the word gay. Don't say gay. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because, you know, Claudine Gay was in the news at the time because this was uh, shortly after her her just horrific, horrendous testimony on Capitol Hill. Where, where she well I'll, I'll play the audio for for those of you who missed it again here in just a second but anyway so we were talking about the the horrific uh remarks by uh claudine gay and and i think it was tim and savage just, don't say gay you're not allowed to say that according to a missoula city council member uh all right anyway but speaking of harvard president uh claudine gay since uh, since the liberal Missoula City Council members uh, doesn't think you're 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 allowed to say gay, uh, we're just gonna we're gonna get real theatrical with it now. Every time we say it, anyway. Jesse Waters had a great segment, uh, just talking about how absurd it is. So so now you've got these these radical uh, left wing activists like Ibram Kendi, 
uh, the, uh, the, the black racist Ibram Kendi. Uh, you've got uh, Mark Lamont Hill. I think he has, is he on BET or he's got a radio show, I think. Uh, anyway, and they're all saying, you know, now they need to replace Claudine Gay uh, with another black president. Okay, well, Candace Owens is coming off a of maternity leave here pretty soon, I think. Uh, 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 oh, who was it that shared that via Twitter? And then, uh, hey, maybe the woman that Claudine Gay plagiarized all of her works. She's a black conservative woman. Maybe she can be the new president of, of Harvard. Or Condoleezza Rice, you know. But anyway, what's so absurd for them to now cry racism over Claudine Gay's ouster as president of Harvard? I'm sorry, Claudine Gay's uh, ouster from Harvard. What's so absurd about it is she wasn't the only uh, university president to testify that day. There was three of them that testified that day. And the white president from Penn, I think it was, already was forced to step down weeks ago. So, so don't sit here and tell us that this is racist because Cla if Claudine Gay was white, she would have been thrown out on her ass nearly a month ago. She's been protected this long because of her left-wing politics and because of her skin color. That's what's obviously going on here. Anyway, here's part of what Jesse Waters shared last night. We never would have known the Harvard president was an intellectual phony if she hadn't drawn attention to herself at a congressional hearing where she said, you're allowed to yell, kill the Jews at Harvard. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard code of conduct, correct? It depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. This weekend, Harvard student newspaper, The Crimson, wrote this. Harvard's presidency is no mere empty honor. Gay has failed. The Harvard Corporation must find a leader who can do better. But Harvard today can afford to lose its honor. They did that when they replaced scholars with radical activists. But what it can't afford to lose is its money. And Harvard lost a billion dollars in donations during Gay's turmoil. Harvard's a hedge fund that happens to host a few classes. With a $50 billion endowment, losing a billion dollars in a single month is how you get sacked fast. But Gay says if she was white, she'd still have the job. Quote, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor, two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am, and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. Gay's saying you don't care about plagiarism, anti-Semitism, or losing a billion bucks. You're just a racist. Gay knows exactly how you feel, but has no idea how Jews feel walking through her campus while students call for their murder. Bull. Yeah, great segment there by Jesse Waters last night on Fox News. Uh, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Uh, let's see, I think we got somebody who just called in. Hey, here we go, Sally in Bozeman. Sally, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Good morning, Aaron. Thank you. A couple of things. First of all, I you know, talking about these the UPenn president and this Harvard president stuff and all their testimony stuff. What, why isn't anybody talking about these salaries? I mean, 800000 a year for a university president, and they're screaming about how the cost of education and student loans and kids can't go to college because these people are making... I just think it's a very high dollar. And, and trust me, I'm a capitalist. I'd love you know, for people to make money if they've earned it and stuff. 
But it just seems like if we're in the education system and getting money from the government to yeah, publicly funded institutions. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and yeah. and she's able to she's able to make over eight hundred thousand dollars when she's not even going to be the president, and and they're going to allow her to keep her teaching job after she has faced this massive plagiarism scandal. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, Sally. If you got more to share, stand by. We got to hit our hard break here. We'll uh, get our news in. We'll get our farm and ranch report in, and then I can come back to you right after this. Phone lines are open two nine four zero nine seventy. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. Yesterday, Missouri Governor Mike Parson announced the state would be banning Chinese ownership of agricultural land in his state. We're here to talk about foreign-owned agricultural land in Missouri. Parson announced Executive Order 2501, which prohibits individuals and businesses from nations identified as foreign adversaries from acquiring agricultural land within a 10-mile radius of critical military facilities in the state of Missouri. In addition to China, other nations banned enclosed those designated as foreign adversaries by the U.S. State Department. Our order grants the Missouri Department of Agriculture greater oversight and enforcement authority over all foreign agricultural land purchased. With this order, any foreign purchase of Missouri farmland must first be examined and approved by the Missouri Department of Agriculture. Highlighting Missouri's open business environment, Governor Parson affirmed that the order strikes a balance adequately safeguarding the state's security interest without penalizing allies. He said the order ensures protection against potential threats while maintaining economic partnerships and upholding the principles of legal immigration. In October of last year, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders issued a directive compelling Chinese-owned Syngenta and its subsidiaries to divest land holdings within the state of Arkansas as well. I'm Lane Northland. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, the DailyWire.com has a uh, an interesting piece here. Leftists blame racism for the ouster of uh, the allegedly plagiarizing Harvard president, Claudine Gay. Uh, here's, uh, let's see here, we got, uh, what did, uh, oh yeah, Mark Lamont Hill. The next president of Harvard University must be a black woman. I don't think he'd be saying that if Condoleezza Rice was put up for the job or, or if uh, Candace Owens was put up for the job. Uh, let's see. And then, and then Ibram Kendi, uh, he's, he's this radical author, uh, who pushes this, uh, critical race theory nonsense. He, he, he's a racist who pushes the racist critical race theory, uh, agenda. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, he's, he's saying that it, this is all racism. That's why Claudine Gay was, uh, was, uh, you know, forced to, uh, to step down as the head of Harvard. Even though the white president of Penn was forced out several weeks ago. Uh, anyway, Sally and Bozeman, uh, thankfully, uh, stuck around on the phone line. Sally, I know you had a couple more points you wanted to make, so thanks for sticking around. Well, I'm going to I'm going to jump tracks here, if you don't mind. One of the yeah, things that I've been encountering, you know, um, the new president of Argentina, you know, I've seen the article about he's cut 5,000 uh, agencies in his government or people and, and just tr- doing things to minimize the government. And uh, as a small business owner for several years, boy, wouldn't that be nice? And I would love to hear more politicians 
hit that drum and talk about that more because it's just an insidious takeover and push out and burden that we can't promote small businesses. Um, in uh, a special encounter I had yesterday, I'm trying to get into the SSA, Social Security Administration, and I spent probably a good solid four hours trying to prove my identity so that I could log in. Yet we have all these immigrants coming in and nobody knows who they are. Yeah. And they're, they're getting all of the money that we're putting into the SSA they're, or, or uh, just paying any tax that we pay. We're giving them health care. We're giving them clothes. We're giving them shelter. And, you know, you see the video last week, and they were showing how they're just sitting out in the desert and they're starving, but they have brand-new Nike hoodies on. Yeah, uh, they're very uh, well taken care of, and some of them, uh, especially the Chinese nationals that are coming in, have a lot of money. That's how they're able to pay the $35,000, you know, payment to the human smugglers to help uh, usher them along that path. It's crazy. Um, You you brought up something. Um, We had a message from Morgan in Helena that came in on our Montana Talks app uh, earlier this morning regarding non-citizens, illegal or legal, receiving welfare. Perhaps a deep dive into whether they do receive them in Montana may be in order. Uh, Are there residency requirements? Is citizenship required or verified? Remember, there is no vetting at the border. Attestations are accepted. So, yeah, yeah the, so they're just allowing these illegal aliens to come into the country. We get that. But uh, how do we verify whether illegal aliens are getting even state benefits here in Montana? That's a good question. Well, I remember years ago, I had a company in Texas, and we hired some a crew of people to come and help. And two of the guys showed up, and they had the exact same Social Security number on their cards. They could go down to the bazaar and get these social security cards. And this is probably 25, 30 years ago. And it's just, it was hard thing. Try to do your I-9 and vet them and say, here, give me your documents, give me your documents. And the one guy that did have all of his documents correct actually got picked up and deported. Back then it was the uh, USCIS. And we had to go through that to get him back. And then they ended up paying his income because he was a citizen, but they had all these other guys showing up with phony social security cards. So it's hard to vet them at that point of hiring them. Well, and the other thing that they're seeing apparently now down at the southern border, I, I think I have a news report that mentions this because you've got Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and some other congressional Republicans that are on the southern border today uh, highlighting this invasion that's taken place in the midst of this funding battle. But but what, what the Border Patrol is seeing now at an increasing level is they're seeing people with altered uh, passport birth dates so what, what, what people are doing on the southern border is they're altering their birth date because you got most – it's basically military-aged males, mams as we would call them in Iraq, military-aged males that are flooding across our southern border in, in this invasion that's taking place. And so – but what they're doing is is they're altering their birth dates on their passports so that they appear to be unaccompanied minors – uh, and, and that's why some people are sending unaccompanied minors uh, along this dangerous trek across the southern border is because is because that's the easy that's the even easier way uh, to get into this country illegally. And so uh, just absolutely despicable what they are doing to our country right now. I agree. Thank you, Aaron, so much for your your uh, talking and, and speaking up on these things. I'd just like to do another shout out to see he and. Um, I'd love to hear his name uh, three to one to testers.
Oh yeah, um, so you're back in Tim Sheehy for Senate as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yep. Met him at that town hall in Gallatin, and I'm uh, very impressed. Very He's impressive, isn't uh, he? Sincere. Yeah. yeah. Very sincere. I, I joked with him. Yeah. I said, I just said, I, man, I'm glad you're running for the Senate instead of uh, wanting to have a radio talk show because I'd be out of a job because <laughs> he's, uh, he's a very well-spoken guy. All right. Very. Sally, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. Uh, back in 60 seconds. Foster. Former President Trump's legal team is asking the state court in Maine to overturn a decision to remove him from the Republican primary ballot because of the Constitution's insurrection clause. Texas Senate Republican Ted Cruz on Fox's Hannity. The favorite slogan of Democrats today is we're saving democracy. And, you know, nothing saves democracy like trying to stop the voters from voting for your opponents. A state court decision to remove Trump from the ballot in Colorado is on hold pending a federal court appeal. President Biden schedules his first re-election campaign speeches of the new year. The president travels to Pennsylvania to mark the third anniversary of the deadly Capitol riot on Saturday with a warning about the continued risk to democratic institutions presented by former President Trump's vision. Fox's Jared Halpern there's another speech on Monday in South Carolina. America's listening to Fox News. Let me see if this is the report here. Uh, let's see. Uh, cue up the right one for you here. So, yeah, I mentioned that uh, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and other congressional Republicans uh, are on the southern border uh, doing a, a visit. It's, apparently, this is one of the largest congressional delegations to ever visit the southern border, uh, and they're, they're headed for Texas, and, unless uh, our information is dated. House Speaker Mike Johnson and more than 50 House Republicans will be in Eagle Pass, Texas today to hold a press conference to highlight what they say is President Biden's dereliction of duty to protect U.S. sovereignty and pointing to a record number of migrant encounters at the border in December. Fox News has obtained an internal alert sent out by the Border Patrol's Tucson sector advising that agents are seeing an influx of passports with altered dates as immigrants try to look as if they are unaccompanied minors, giving them a better chance of getting into the U.S. In Washington, Jack Callahan, Fox News. Uh, and we're going to talk more about the uh, invasion on our southern border and what Congress is going to do about it or what Congress should do about it here in just a few minutes. In just a few minutes, we've got Mark Lauder former special assistant to President Trump and the America First Policy Institute Chief Communications Director. Uh, he's going to be joining us uh, here live on Montana Talks in just a few minutes. Uh, this Actually, this reminds me, Sally's phone call reminded me, uh, on Tuesday's show, it was at the very end of the 9 o'clock hour. Let's see. I know our producer, Travis, snagged this audio. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, it Travis, is it in the folder? Uh, for some reason... I, I feel like an old man wearing my reading glasses. I'm not wearing reading glasses, but that's what I probably look like right now. Um, so we had a caller. And, anyway, I can summarize. That's all right. Uh, we had a caller at the end of, of the 9 o'clock hour of the show yesterday, and she says, hey, I, I heard something about, you know, in the, oh, yeah, here we go. It's, it's Annie in Billings. Annie in Billings called in at the tail end of the 9 o'clock hour of the show yesterday. Uh, let, let me just play a portion of this audio for you because I got a response back from school district two regarding this call let's go to annie in billings uh annie uh, what's on your mind good morning. morning i'm calling because one of my friends informed me that at the lincoln center um the superintendent ordered a set of laundry that was put in the basement of the lincoln center and that there is a code 
on that door, whatever goes down to the laundry, and that the migrants in Billings have been given that code and access to go there and do their laundry whenever they should so want to. So employees that work for the school district in that building, whoever is in that building, have some concerns about them having access to that building. And I'm wondering how the superintendent somehow got involved to provide laundry for the migrants that are in Billings. Anyway, so that was a a call towards the end of the, the show yesterday. We got a response from School District 2 uh, in Billings. And so so what's the story about the, the dirty laundry in the basement of the Lincoln Center? We'll talk about that. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. We should be getting a phone call any minute uh, here from Mark Lauder. Or actually, I think we're supposed to be giving him a call. So we can, uh, we'll give him a call here. Uh, Mark Lauder uh, joining us here any second now. We're talking about uh, the migrant encounters at the southern border. And, uh, of course, the, the record uh, that was set in December, uh, the records that continue to be set, how will Congress react? That's the question uh, Mark Lauder is tackling here today. He's a former special assistant to President Trump. Uh, so, real quickly, that, that phone call that came in towards the end of the 9 o'clock hour of the show yesterday, uh, yeah, um, i, I got to say hats off to, uh, uh, to um, School District 2 because uh, they, they reached out to us. I'd been meaning to reach out to them. Hey, we had this phone call on the show today, and... Uh, here's what the caller said. Uh, can you tell us any more information? Um, but uh, thankfully, the uh, the uh, uh, public relations director for School District 2 reached out to me and said, hey, I, I want to give you some more information. You know, somebody told us uh, about this phone call, and so I want to give you some more information about that. So I thought, great. So I actually have um, uh, a, a full message here uh, with regard to uh, – the caller's concern of uh, now the caller said that there are migrants that are using these laundry facilities in the basement of uh, school district two of the uh, of the, the the Billings Schools Administration Center. Uh, I'll give you details on this story, uh, and then I'll I'll also tell you the follow-up question that I sent back to School District 2 uh, here in just a few minutes. I actually planned on starting the show this morning by talking about that, but then, uh, you know, as uh, as things would have it, we ended up, you know, taking a bunch of phone calls and and talking about a whole bunch of other topics uh, in the 6 o'clock hour of the show already. Okay, let's jump right into it. Uh, Mark Lauder, always great to have him here on the program. Uh, we first got to, to meet him and hear him speak uh, during a fall roundup event in Gallatin County a few years ago. A former special assistant to President Trump, uh, now the America First Policy Institute chief communications director. Mark, uh, great to have you back here on Montana Talks. Oh, thanks for having me. Happy New Year, Aaron. Happy New Year to you as as well. I although I got to say I I was not excited for another new year because we've just seen what a train wreck the last three have been under Joe Biden and it's like what craziness is going to happen in 2024, but this is the year we got to get our country back on track. No, absolutely. I mean, all of these problems, whether it's the crisis at the border, whether it's energy prices, the economy, these are all direct result of Joe Biden's leadership. And you can go back and look on January 19th, where we were in 2021, 
versus where we are on January 20th and, and forward. And it's night and day. People don't like it. Night and day difference, yeah. Uh, we continue to see more records set uh, on our southern border with this invasion that's taking place right now. Speaker of the House uh, Johnson and what, what I think is one of the largest congressional delegation visits ever are heading to the southern border today. Uh, the big question we all have is, will Congress stand firm? Will Republicans unite and, and finally demand some action to secure our southern border? Well, I think I, I have no concerns about the House of Representatives and the conservatives in the House. I, I have a lot of concerns about the Senate. Uh, and uh, there's a handful of them that will team with the radical liberal Democrats and Tester and the like who are going to try to link the border. But they, they're, the problem is, is that they just want more money for the border for processing immigrants. They're not talking about any of the actual structural changes that we need to make, like going back to the Remain in Mexico policy or actually deterring people from coming across the border. You had 302,000 people come across the border last month, which is an all-time record. And it's even worse when you think that winter is typically the downtime. Just think of how much worse this is going to be when the weather starts to warm up. And this is all by design. And when you see these radical leftist cities and states and the People's Republic of California and Chicago and New York... They are crumbling under the under this illegal immigration crisis. And Joe Biden and Tester and those guys, all they want to do is spend more money to get more people into this country. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and liberal Senator John Tester, you're right. He is right there alongside Joe Biden every single step of the way. And, and they're going to claim that they're supporting uh, funding for our southern border. But you're right. The, the funding that they're going to support isn't going to be for, for any border security or, or blocking illegal aliens from invading this country. They're just going to put funding in place to, to make our, our border patrol agents uh, tourism uh, agents uh, to, to process people to come into this country. Uh, California, the big news uh, for the start of the year was that California is now going to give free health care to all illegal aliens. And, you know, we were kind of joking on the show yesterday that we should put up billboards in Montana letting all of the illegal aliens that are here know that they should go to California because they'll get free health care there. But then how many different languages would we have to put those billboards in uh, to tell them to move to California? Yeah, I mean, it's really remarkable. And, and again, it's just the, the, the radical left. They, they don't see deterrence as an option, so they're just going to give them more free stuff, which is going to attract more immigrants. And, and the funny thing is, I saw it over the holidays, I think it was uh, one of the reporters from Fox, migrants right now are actually getting their work permits when they cross the border and court dates in 2031. So you're literally going to be seven, eight years down the road where you're in the country, you're able to work legally, and then we'll decide if you can actually be here legally. I mean, that's just that's just insanity. And we've seen, uh, you know, nearly a half a actually we've seen a half a dozen illegal aliens arrested here in Montana just in the past several months. And not for the charge of being in this country illegally. They were arrested for, you know, wrong way, drunk driving on the interstate in a college town. They were arrested for, you know, participating in a human trafficking operation where they didn't have money to pay for the prostitute, but they sure had weapons that they were going to use uh, when they showed up. Uh, it, it's just crazy, and that's just the ones that we know about. So so kind of back to Congress and how will Congress react. It, I was pleased to see before, before we all left for the Christmas break, 
it seemed like finally you're right i mean house republicans have, have been strong on on the border but in in the senate we've got some senate republicans that are some of them that are a little too uh, weak need but it seemed like even they were finally coming around and 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 uniting with house republicans to say no it, we're not going to give you any more funding for for this or for that unless we get you know a border security do, do you think these um, you know i mean senator steve daines has been strong on the southern border since day one but you, do you think some of these other more weak need senate republicans will finally stand firm now too well the question the problem is is that a lot of them secretly want to keep funding the war in ukraine uh, and so they're just trying to strike a deal so they can get more uh, war funding for Ukraine. And they'll use whatever leverage they can. And that's what the Biden administration is counting on. Uh, and so that's the problem. Uh, I don't think that's going to hold up in the House. I hope Republicans, and, and I, like you said, Steve Daines is doing a great job there. But I hope they stand up to the to the liberals and the moderates in the Senate that are trying to push forward a bill that just is going to throw more money at the border and not actually solve the crisis at the border. Well, and I do think uh, it's it's gotten to the point now where uh, I think so many, uh, you know, everyday Montanans and conservative voters are saying, you guys have got to do something about the southern border uh, because this this isn't just politics as usual anymore, what is taking place right now. And so they've got to do something dramatic to finally bring this to a halt. You're absolutely right. And we'll see what happens when they get back. But uh, I, I have no doubt the House will stand firm. All right. Mark Lauder, uh, former special assistant to President Trump. Always great to have you on the show. Anything else you wanted to share with our listeners across Montana? No, let's just keep the faith. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long year, but we got to make sure we take our country back and we can do it. And it all starts with Montana, the biggest U.S. Senate race in the country right here uh, to, to finally, once and for all, get rid of liberal Senator John Tester. All right, Mark Lauder, always great to have you on the show. Thanks for calling in. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you as well. Okay, uh, coming up after the uh, the Tommy Lahren commentary, I, w- I want to uh, share a little bit of this uh, response that we got back from School District 2 regarding the, uh, I'll just say, the, the dirty laundry in the uh, in the basement of the Lincoln Center, which uh, for, for those of you outside of Billings, the Lincoln Center is basically the ad- administrative building headquarters for uh, School District 2 in Billings. So we had the caller who said that, Hey, there's migrants who are doing their dirty laundry in the basement of the Lincoln Center, and some staff are concerned about it. I'll give the official uh, response from School District 2 coming up here right after the Tommy Lahren commentary. In the meantime, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, about a lot of painful things in the news. You know, well, I guess it's I guess it's literal and figurative. But some of you are dealing with literal pain, pain in your knees, pain in your hips, pain in your back. And you dealt with that pain for the entire 2023 year well why spend the entire 2024 year in pain when you can get lasting relief starting right now in january of 2024 so qc kinetics uh, if, if you're not familiar with them they've got they're the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief they've got hundreds of clinics all across america but they're now here in montana and and what they specialize is in this regenerative treatment that takes the healing properties that are already in your body and puts them directly into those achy joints no drugs no surgery no downtime you can get a free consultation today from QC Kinetics. Call 406-201-6263. QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. Again, QC Kinetics. Fox News commentary. DEI programs are so last year as big tech companies make deep cuts into these programs. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. 
Stay on top of the latest forecast with America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Here's the latest from America's Weather Center. It's Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Five inches of rain by tomorrow. Temperatures being 30 degrees above average. With the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI for short. These virtue signaling programs have been all the rage since 2020, but according to Jobsite Indeed, these DEI programs were on the chopping block in 2023. Google and Meta have both downsized their DEI programs in 2023, and DEI job postings as a whole have dropped 44%. These big tech companies who invested a boatload of money into DEI programs, such as Black Employee Resource Groups, since 2020, have finally figured out that merit is a better business model and worthless virtue signals are just that, worthless. Perhaps these companies would do well to realize that the business of race, identity, politics, and so-called activism is better left on social media rather than the boardroom. Hiring, firing, and promotion should be based on the individuals, their work ethic, and their performance, not on their skin color or oppression totem pole rankings. I'm Tommy Laren. This is the Montana Economic Minute. Here's the biggest economic story you might not have heard about. The U.S. is quietly experiencing a construction boom in building manufacturing facilities. Plenty of categories of construction spending have increased since the pandemic, but some of that is simply because of the rise in prices and wages has inflated dollar costs. But increases in construction of computer, electronics, and equipment manufacturing facilities in particular is real, up more than 50% since 2022, even after accounting for cost inflation. It's hard to look anywhere for a cause except the two spending bills passed by Congress that have dangled the substance carrot in front of investors, the CHIPS Act and the Inflation Reduction Act. Much has been made of announcements of clean energy facilities, which in recent history have a less than 50% batting average of actually coming about. The building is taking place today as construction put in place, most of it tied to batteries, electric vehicles, and power components. This is the industrial policy approach to economic management in action. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau. Again. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. So yesterday at the at ter- towards the end of our nine o'clock hour of the show, we had uh, a lady call in and say, hey, I, I heard that. There's something going on at the Lincoln Center, and she said this is just what she had heard, and so you know, so uh, so she was sharing al- along this information. She said she had heard that uh, they have these uh, laundry, you know, washer dryer facilities in the basement of the Lincoln Center, which is the school district two administration building in, in downtown Billings, and that migrants were going to be using these laundry facilities. And they were given the code to get into the building and, and that staff uh, were told to be aware and, and that some staff were concerned about this. So anyway, um, we, got, uh, we got a response uh, back uh, following that call from uh, the Director of Community Relations, uh, Melanie Willardson. And first off, I want to thank Melanie for reaching out to us. She says, hey, we, you know, we just wanted to send in a response. Uh, we, we heard you had a caller uh, raise, raise some concerns. And so, so thanks to Melanie for reaching out to us. She reached out to us before I even had a chance to reach out to them. Uh, which which is a nice change of pace for some government offices. Usually, some government offices, even if you reach out to them, they 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 don't typically try to give you information, right? So uh, so thanks for this response here. Anyway, uh, 
she says, I, I just want to verify uh, some, some information here. Uh, she says the call wasn't entirely accurate. Currently, we have one washer and dryer in the Lincoln Center that is used by custodians. Additionally, now this is where this is what what's going on that I believe our caller probably had heard about it through some of the remaining American Rescue Plan uh, funds. This is the ARP HCY two funds, uh, American Rescue Plan homeless children and youth funds. Billings Public Schools is establishing a family resource center where our district's community and homeless education liaisons will work to support students experiencing homelessness. No district funds from the general fund will be used. So they're using these, these Federal American Rescue Plan funds uh, to establish this family resource center. Uh, uh, Melanie tells us that these funds are one-time funds that are uniquely flexible to support the identification, enrollment, and school participation of children and youth experiencing homelessness. These funds must be obligated by September 30th, 2024. The Family Resource Center will provide immediate emergency support to students experiencing homelessness through a mini food pantry, donated clothing, school supplies, and connection to outside community services for short-term or intermediate-term support. The purpose of the Family Resource Center is to help students experiencing homelessness or high poverty with immediate basic needs so they can attend and continue attending school. Uh, the, the Family Resource Center will be staffed by the BPS community and homeless education liaisons. Uh, let's see uh, some more uh, pertinent information here. The Family Resource Center will have a washer and dryer that will be accessed by the Billings Public Schools community and homeless education liaisons to wash donations of coats, pants, shirts, and other clothing. So it sounds like uh, it sounds like the staff uh, are the ones who will be washing the, the donated clothing uh, to help homeless students. Now, the, the follow-up question that, that I had, of course, was, you know, because uh, the caller mentioned hearing something about migrants or about illegal aliens. So I, I sent a, a quick follow-up, you know, uh, are we aware of any illegal aliens that would be using the laundry facilities or is it just for homeless teens? And, the, and then the other kind of follow-up question I had is, do, uh, does the school district know, do any of these school districts know if and when there are illegal alien students who are attending the schools? Um, right now, only custodians are using the washer and dryer. When they get the washer and dryer in the Family Resource Center, it will be used by the, the public school homeless education liaisons to wash donated clothing. So, it's, so it sounds like just, you know, folks uh, from the community will not have access to the building and access to these facilities. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it, you know, one of the great things about this this uh, show is, is taking your phone calls uh, and uh, and getting information just like this. and. And uh, but but then it's it's always great to, to be able to do a follow up and it's, especially if there's something come, that comes up that hasn't been in the news yet that hasn't been reported yet. Oftentimes it's you and your phone calls that will report these things and then and then it's always great to be able to get a, a follow up and uh, say hey looks like here's what's going on. Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks to our caller Annie and Billings yesterday, and thanks to uh, Billings Public Schools and Melanie w uh, Willardson uh, for the res the prompt response yesterday. We've got the phone lines uh, open coming up in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. TJ, I, I see we just got your phone call. If you can, stand by. We'll get to you in the 8 o'clock hour.